Before we start this podcast, I want to let all of you know that this version of Locked on Tigers is brought to you by rockauto.com. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. What is up, everybody? Welcome into Locked on Tigers. I am your host, Chris Castellani. Yesterday was my birthday. Thank you to the people who reached out both personally and on Twitter with the birthday wishes. It meant a lot. It's one of the, it was one of the strangest birthdays I've ever had. Um, that doesn't mean it was a bad thing, but it was definitely one I won't forget because it was, if not near the end, still... Uh, kind of in the middle of a of a, a quarantine isolation thing. Can't really go out. I know some stuff has opened up in Michigan, but I'm still not really comfortable doing that yet. But I do appreciate uh, all of you and and your birthday wishes. They always mean a lot to know that I have people in my corner. It's it's really really great. Today, if you're listening to this on Wednesday the 10th, is draft day. Mike 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 Mike. Guess what day it is? Guess what day it is? Draft day. This is a big day for a lot of people. It's a big day for the Detroit Tigers. It is the day they have an opportunity to add, hopefully, a cornerstone piece to this rebuild. And I'm going to talk about who that person is most likely going to be. Lynn Henning dropped a, a, a nuke yesterday on Twitter. God bless him for doing that. Gave me something to talk about. And in the second segment, uh, because there's not a whole lot to talk about, I talked quite a bit on Monday about the draft to talk about who I think the Tigers will take, who I think they should take. And on Friday's show, I'm going to be talking all about those picks. You know, I will be talking about all of the Tigers picks, where they're from, what they could add to the organization. That will be exclusively all of Friday's show. But I covered the draft a little bit on Monday, and I'm going to be talking about Lynn Henning's tweet and the report of who the Tigers seem as though they're going to be taking today. But in the second segment, I'm going to cross my two loves, baseball obviously being one and film being my second. I'm going to explain to you why Moneyball is the best baseball movie ever made. Part two will be the first movie-related segment that we've had here on Lockdown Tigers, so buckle up. But first things first, Lynn Henning, formerly of the Detroit News, who is uh, now retired, still getting news. And look, I, I people have their opinions on Lynn Henning. I... I used to. The thing is, I've kind of softened my stance on like everybody in the media. Uh, there's some people who just can't stand the media, both here but but nationwide. Like I, I get when it comes to sports media, it doesn't it doesn't really bother me. Uh, I know it really really bothers some people, and I, I get that, especially if you're someone who has been a journalist or an aspiring journalist. I understand people's frustration. I, I just don't care. You know, the Lynn Hennings retired. He he was a did his deed here for 40 years as part of the Detroit media. I have uh, nothing bad to say about him. And I do have to give him credit as a as a professional journalist. He is not somebody who, unlike a lot of journalists today, would drop a, hey guys, I got big news, it's coming in two hours. He's not a clickbait guy. So when yesterday in, at 2.17 p.m., the day before the draft, he just tweeted, Torkelson, Tiger's contract expected to be inked with no serious hangups. The usual finer line jostling and detailing are yet to be completed, but no impasse deal done sooner than later. And everyone kind of looked and was like, did he just confirm Torkelson to the Tigers? This is like big news dropped by a now retired uh, Detroit sports writer and to the point where some people had to ask like, hey, was this, are, are you saying what I think you're saying? And uh, somebody, Sean uh, Combest said, done deal then? Tork coming to Detroit, and Lynn just responded with one word, yes. Now, 
There is the possibility, as is always the possibility with any journalist, there is the possibility that he's wrong. I don't think he is. I'll say this. I think he's being truthful. I think he has his sources. Lynn Henning has been wrong before, but this one, he's very confident here. All journalists have been wrong before. That's not meant to pile on. It's just a fact. Sometimes you swing and miss. <laughs> Baseball pun. I think he's being truthful here, and I, I think he's correct. I think Torkelson is going to be coming to Detroit here very soon. Uh, good on him for getting those sources and, and leaking it. Uh, I believe him. I, I think it's the truth. I think Spencer Torkelson will be in a Detroit Tigers uniform here very soon, and I think they got uh, the best guy available. And now, look, if if by the time you're listening to this or by the time Wednesday rolls around, we see Austin Martin in a Detroit Tigers uniform, well, we'll just have to adjust. But I, th- I, I'm going to go off this tweet and, and believe him. And I, th- I think that this is uh, phenomenal news. The Tigers, like all year, especially the latter part of last year, I was begging, begging. I've never done this before as a fan, begging them to lose. I wanted that number one pick. There is nothing more excruciating than going through a miserable season and feeling like it was all for naught. You at least somewhat accomplished something tanking and earning that number one pick. Say what you will about them tanking at all, and you know, you could say it's unnecessary and I would believe it, but if you're gonna do it, you gotta do it the right way. And they have, and they're gonna get the number one pick. And when that happens, Torkelson will immediately be considered probably within in the top 20, maybe even, let's say 30. I, I would say probably higher, but let's say top 30 or 40 prospects immediately in all of baseball, which will mean the Tigers will officially have five guys in the top 50 in their farm system. And look, this rebuild, say what you will about it, it's taken longer than it should. They have mismanaged trades. They've mismanaged signings and contracts. They have spent the last several years kind of absol- trying to absolve themselves of some serious sins, but this is shaping up to be one of the top five farm systems in all of baseball, finally. And for all the criticism that I've thrown their way, all of it justified, eh, most of it justified, it's undeniable that they are on the verge of having some cornerstone pieces in the major leagues here very soon. Spencer Torkelson, if he stays healthy, will not be in the minor leagues for long. I mean, they're already projecting he could be a guy that could see a major league ball field as early as 2021. I have a hard time believing that, mainly because of the coronavirus stuff, which, you know, hurts. There's no minor league season. And mainly because I think that a full year in the minor leagues will probably be more likely for him. And then we see him possibly as early as 2022, which would be dope. So, that's there is stuff to look forward to here, and I'm going to talk more about him. I'm going to talk more about all the Tigers draft picks on Friday's show. No mailbag this week, so that's going to do it for segment one. When I come back, we, I am going to talk a little bit about movies, my favorite baseball movie of all time, Moneyball, and explain why it belongs at number one. We will be right back. RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even a new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and prices you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much 
for the same parts. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Built Bars are tasty. It's a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. 16 amazing flavors, 8 chocolate nut flavors, 8 chocolate nut free flavors. It says so on the packaging. Bars are covered in 100% chocolate, soft and easy to chew. I had my very first one just the other day, the peanut butter brownie one. And unlike a lot of other protein bars, which have a little bit of crunch to them, these, they really do melt in your mouth. And Built Bars are healthy too. Built Bar is great for the health conscious guy or girl. Lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. Bars are low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber. Look at uh, something like the peanut butter brownie, the one I just talked about. That's 20 grams of protein, 170 calories, 3 grams of sugar, 3 grams net carbs. You can try them today, but we have a special offer as well. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get $10 off your first order. Use the promo code Locked On for $10 off at BuiltBar.com. And we're back. I also forgot to mention in the first segment that apparently the Players Association will be countering with another offer offer for this baseball season, assuming, of course, we have one, hoping that, of course, we have one. I'll cross that bridge when we come to it. It seems like it's going to be rejected anyway. I've mentioned many times this aspect of the sport is very tedious and boring to me, so not much to discuss if and when it gets rejected or approved. You never know. I'll I'll talk about it a little bit on Friday's show, though that will primarily be a draft reaction show. So as promised in the first segment, I'm going to mix my two loves here with baseball and film and talk about why I think Moneyball is the best baseball film of all time. Now look, this is once again, much like all film, is completely subjective. I'm sure many people have ones they enjoy more and that that's fine. The reason I think Moneyball is the best, I mean, first off, on a film level, like you could take away all the baseball elements to it. It's just a great movie. The script, Aaron Sorkin's script is unbelievable. I mean, he is I mean, probably the best screenwriter in Hollywood right now. He's absolutely fantastic and, and always is. The performances are top-notch. Brad Pitt is spectacular. Jonah Hill, one of his best performances, got his first Academy Award nomination for it. Bennett Miller, one of the most underappreciated directors in Hollywood, still has not directed a film since 2014 when he did Foxcatcher, which is another great movie as well. So many elements to it on a technical level and from a dialogue level that make it special. But the film also finds a way to really capture the majesty of of baseball, what makes it special, and and that's reflected in Brad Pitt's character arc. Now, I do have to mention, I am sure the film, in fact, I know the film, is riddled with inaccuracies. Let's start with number one. I've seen Billy Bean be interviewed. Nice guy, smart guy. Billy Bean doesn't have Brad Pitt's charisma, right? But those are things. Those are things you just suspend for disbelief be, because it's a movie. You're not going to get Joe Schmo to play Billy Bean. You're going to get a movie star. And Brad Pitt is like the definitive movie star ever, or at least of our time. 
there's certain things that are mentioned. They talk about how Carlos Pena was going to be an all-star in his rookie season. Uh, not not really. You know, they, they over-inflate and over-exaggerate, as is the case with all films based on a true story. The Social Network is one of the best movies of the last 20 years, a large majority of that film, also written by Aaron Sorkin, is made up. You know, it's a, it's a movie. You accept it. But I think the film captures the greatness and the purity of baseball through Brad Pitt's eyes because he comes into that film as a guy who loves baseball but sees no other goal other than bringing home a championship. And by the end of that movie, through this experience, this incredible winning streak, his camaraderie with Jonah Hill, his very sweet, moving relationship with his daughter, that the final scene of that movie, the reason he stays in Oakland, is the realization that it's not simply about, you know, you want to win a championship, sure, but it's that's not the end-all, be-all necessarily. The end-all, be-all is being happy and being content, and as the, the song at the end of the movie states, just enjoying the show. And I don't think... There's, there's a lot of great baseball movies out there, right? But I think some of them get so caught up in getting the baseball stuff right that they forget, and a lot of movies do this. You see this in action movies. Uh, you see this in all kinds, all genres, where they they try so hard to get the style right that sometimes the substance falls to the wayside. And that's not the case in Moneyball. And I think because the heart of the film, the kind of the crux of that movie, as great as all the baseball stuff is and as well-directed as it is, and the score, my goodness, how great is that score for Moneyball? One of my favorite scores ever in a movie. The, the, the orchestral soundtrack is phenomenal. But at its heart is Brad Pitt's relationship with his daughter. And honestly, one of the movie scenes that always makes me tear up is the final scene of that movie. Now we talk about... Uh, historical inaccuracies, the song that his daughter sings at the end when it's on a CD for him was a song that was recorded and, and written several years after that movie took place. It's, it's historical inaccuracy. You buy it for the sake of the movie. And to me, it is, you know, one of the big hashtags following the, the passing of Kobe Bryant recently was Girl Dad. To me, there's no better Girl Dad moment on film than Brad Pitt listening to his daughter singing at the very end. And 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 his performance in that is so good because the final shot, the final like 30, 40 seconds of that movie is just zoomed in on his eyes. And he does so much acting just with his face in that moment without, without even saying anything. And you see him welling up and you see him contemplating his whole professional existence and his personal relationships just in that moment. I think... John Desjardins won the Oscar that year for Best Actor for the uh, for the Artist, which is a great movie. But man, Brad Pitt is so wonderful in Moneyball, and you see in that moment he he completes his character arc because he goes from a guy who sees winning a championship as being the only true end to his journey, being the only attainable goal, when in reality he learns in that moment, listening to his daughter and throughout the whole film. As the song states, what matters is that you just enjoy the show. And there's something so pure about that and so sweet about that, but not overly corny. I think sometimes these these baseball movies and sports movies in general try to hit you so hard with the sentimentality and the, the score swells and the, the orchestra gets loud and you hear all these, these loud moments. I think that movie 42, the Jackie Robinson biopic with Chadwick Boseman, great movie. 
I think, suffers from that, where it tries too hard to hit you with the schmaltz as opposed to just being organic. I think Moneyball so perfectly captures the greatness of the sport, and that's that it's not always just about the game. It's about the relationships you make along the way, the personal connections you make with people, and just in general, the personal connections you have in your own life. You can still enjoy your life and enjoy the things you create without necessarily having to be a champion year in and year out. And I think that that's what that movie preaches, and it's so important. And I think if you watch it now at a time where there's no baseball being played, as I have recently, it moves you even more because, look, I my dream as a sports fan, right, is to see the Detroit Tigers win the World Series. That's all I want. I've said this several times throughout my life. When that happens, I will say that I can die a happy man. That's the goal. But you realize, especially in moments in which the game isn't being played, like this during this horrible pandemic that's swept the world, you realize that as as much as they might drive you crazy when they lose and the organization will drive you nuts, you still enjoy the show. You still enjoy the moments. You enjoy soaking in the atmosphere of baseball. Even the grimy, frustrating parts of that have moments of levity and moments of pure, unadulterated joy. And I think at its core, that's kind of what Moneyball is about. And that's why it is not just, to me, the best baseball movie. To me, it's the best sports movie and is kind of, I think, like structurally from a dialogue standpoint, kind of a perfect movie. I think they took something that a lot of people kind of turned their nose up at. Oh, this movie, Brad Pitt plays a guy who runs a baseball team, whatever, and made it a moving, contemplative entertaining as hell film. I mean, I'm sure you've probably seen it already. It's it's nine years old, which, geez, wow, time flies. It's one of the best films that's ever been made ever. I think it's so perfect, and it's my favorite baseball movie of all time, and I'm glad that I was able to come on here and talk about that. I didn't know what I was going to be talking about on today's show until these last few minutes, and I came up with something, and I think it turned out pretty well. So let me know what your favorite baseball film is in the comments today, both on Twitter and elsewhere. You can follow me on Twitter at Castellani2014. That's at C-A-S-T-E-L-L-A-N-I-2014. You can follow this show on Twitter at LockedOnTigers. And when I start doing mailbag shows again, which will probably be next Friday, this Friday we'll be talking about uh, the draft and recapping that, you can send those questions to this show's Gmail account, LockedOnTigers at gmail.com. And while you're at it, go to Apple Podcasts, go to iTunes, leave a positive review of this show. It would be much, much appreciated. Thank you very much for listening. Have a great rest of your day and go Tigers.